Ann Fugate is the transitioning service manager for the TAPS program on Fort Campbell. She joins Charlie and Katie to talk about life as a military brat and how she ended up in Clarksville. She shares the mission of TAPS and talks about services like the Spouse Employment Center. This Fort Campbell series is brought to you by FNM Bank. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Well, Ann, it's great to have you here today. I'm Thank you so, for joining us. I'm so excited to learn more about transitioning soldiers and, and spousal employment and th- those type of things. But first, we need to learn about you. So where are you from? How did you get to Fort Campbell, Kentucky? Okay, well, first of all, thank you all very much for letting me here yes, today. Ma'am. I so appreciate that because I've been listening to your podcast for Oh, a while. thank you. Be- why, why that's really helpful for me is I just hit my year mark here in uh-huh. Clarksville. And so, you know, every time you move to a new community, you start to try to learn about the, the area. And actually, that's one of the ways I've been doing it, oh, is just by listening to these conversations. That makes me happy. Thank oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Uh, so I can't say I'm from any place because I'm uh, an Army brat. Yeah, okay. There you go. So I've got family in Florida. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, as an Army brat, you know, you live all over the place. Uh, right before coming to Fort Campbell, I was just living overseas for seven years in Italy for two years and in oh, Germany for five years. And then, you know, it being seven years overseas, it was about time to come back to the yeah, States. Yeah. Uh-huh. And th- this opportunity came up. I applied and then ooh, I heard I got it. You got oh, the job. Man. Exactly. And the great thing was, so this is the first time I've ever moved to a location because of a just strictly for a job without Uh any you know Uh family connections or anything but the great thing was when i heard that i got this job here suddenly i had all these people pop it up saying oh we loved our time at fort campbell oh that's nice yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so now i can say you know having just hit my year mark i'm like Okay, good. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's a good place uh, to live, you know? So So you'd never, even all your time as an Army brat, had never been here? No. Interesting. No, yeah. no, no. Uh, my, my, my dad's career <clears throat> took us along the edges, you know, from uh-huh. Massachusetts down to Florida, over to Arizona. Never in the middle. Never in place. the middle. And, and overseas. And then so. you said something earlier about people were telling you you're going to love Fort Campbell. Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, so what is your first impression of the Clarksville community? So... When I, okay, when I first got here, I don't know if you remember back to last February when we had that oh. snow and ice that kind of closed oh, everything. Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. That was my first day here. So my first day reporting to the new job, I got an email going, mm, don't report to work today. Everything's uh, closed. Yeah. <laughs> and I had just gotten on the plane in Germany. My friend texted me, hey, you know you left your snow boots and your gloves here. And I'm like, I'm not going to need them. I'm not going to Tennessee. I'm going to the South. Exactly. Exactly. But I know some people were like, oh, I hate winter. One of the things I actually like about this area is that you get some. We get some. We have Uh seasons because believe me, Texas and Florida, that is not the case. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. right. I do like the fact that we have different seasons, too. I was driving into work today and noticing the flowers blooming and going, it's spring. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And given... I, and I know this is not in any way the entirety of Clarksville, but given um, given the military community here, but also the university, there's there's a lot of different kinds of people here to me. A, it is a, a melting pot. Exactly. Yeah, I like that too. Exactly. There's a lot of diversity. I actually read somewhere because I was doing some research that Clarksville is the third most diverse community in Tennessee, because behind Nashville and Memphis. Mm-hmm. 
and a lot and it's not and it's there's a lot it's not just e- any one culture there's you know korean there's it's a lot and, and the yeah. army is a big part of that i mm-hmm. think no, so. no, absolutely. And and when you say that, actually, I know in relationship to my job, when I go to different briefs and different mm-hmm. presentations, I know both in the Tennessee side and the Kentucky side, uh, they brief that, the, mm-hmm. the diversity of this area due in part to that influence. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty wonderful. So, so is the job that you had in Germany basically the same thing here? Or is there a, what's the difference? So yes and no. Yeah. So, so, so one of, one of the reasons I, I was really happy to see this opportunity come up is this is a bigger version of the job here. Okay. Promotion. Uh, yeah. 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 But, um, so I will say, uh, my my last three years overseas, I was doing the overseas version of this job, yeah. and I do I do kind of have a heart for the overseas transitioners because it's a little mm-hmm. extra challenge over mm-hmm. there. But I will tell you, everybody who works my job overseas, there's a little part of us that's a little jealous about being back in the states because it's an entirely different ecosystem here. Yeah. Just the fact that I'm sitting here talking with you, yeah, that mm-hmm. we've met before yes, at ma'am. chamber events that. There are all these partners on the city, the state, the county, yep. the business side. It's an entirely different world. And it, yeah. it has been so wonderful to get here and go, oh, partners. Right. Yeah. And I think I think with what you do with transitioning soldiers, it's th- those partnerships play a vital role in your success. Right. Well, I want to back up for just a minute, because a lot of people don't that are listening may not know what a transitioning service manager does. So can you just tell our listeners exactly what is your job so so the transition assistance program uh-huh. the the big goal of that program is if a soldier has decided to make that transition from active duty to the civilian yep. life and it can be after one enlistment it can be after 20 plus years is to help them make those plans whether that's finding work going back to school starting a business or all three so we help equip them we help give them referrals we help we just help them put a plan in place so they make it that successful transition. Okay. I just thought it was important that people listening knew exactly. No, I agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. But what you were saying earlier about the partnerships, that is a hundred percent right. So, so there is the core requirements of our job, but everything that makes the, the Fort Campbell program or, or any program at any mm-hmm. installation, but I can, I can say it with conviction about yeah, the Fort Campbell yeah. program Anything that makes that program go above and beyond, that makes it uh, special or value-add, is because of the partnerships with the other agencies and with the employers. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because our goal isn't just to make, to, to make sure a service member has a good resume. It's can they get a job? Yeah, yeah. So, That's right. Well, too, like when you're transitioning out, just the average employer in the community doesn't understand all the military acronyms sometimes. So looking at a resume of a soldier, you don't really understand what that the average person like me doesn't really understand what that soldier did in the Army. Mm -hmm. So having someone like you to help, you know, define all that's helpful. Yeah, there's some uh, translation needs sometimes from going from Mm -hmm. an MOS to what, you know, what their real specialty is what was right. that because you'll you'll have infantrymen that just say oh i was an infantryman but when they drill down on what their leadership roles were uh coming yeah. up to where they are they, they've got a lot more experience um than they probably think they they do 
Absolutely. I, I, so one thing that one thing that uh, you'll see a lot with transition soldiers. So it's sometimes hard for them to make that transition from talking about us as a team yep. to I as the individual. Yeah. You know, yeah. being able yeah. to take that credit on that piece of paper or in that conversation with employers. But you're absolutely right. I I think, and it's not necessarily the case just with soldiers, but but I know for sure with soldiers they have a hard time sometimes really appreciating the scope of what they have done the education that they've gotten and exactly Mm -hmm. and how that can then be applied right so so i was reading here the statute game it says that 4500 soldiers transition every year do all those soldiers come through your office well actually uh last year we Uh had over eight thousand people wow yeah Uh all of my facilities yeah um so what will happen is a soldier is eligible to start transitioning up to 18 months out if it's a if it's a regular separation or up to two years out for a retiring soldier Mm. so sometimes you have people starting in advance um Mm Sometimes, and and this is also a function of our program, is sometimes a soldier will come in, start learning some information, and then realize, no, really my passion, my my motivation still lays with the Army. Let me Mm re-enlist. Or they'll realize, hmm. Maybe maybe I'm not quite prepared to make that transition yet. yet. Let me re-enlist one more time, and then we'll revisit this. If they do decide to go ahead and transition, that's when we really kick it into high gear. Like, all right, speaking of that resume. Let's figure this out. And it says here, too, that 30% stay in the area. Why is that? That's a really good question. So... Sometimes when I've when I've briefed that number, mm-hmm. I can see some of the employers mm-hmm. out there going just thirty percent. No, I think thirty. That's one in three people. That's a lot. That's a yeah, lot. Yes, exactly. I want them to realize that actually speaks very well. This for isn't yeah. their home. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That speaks very well that a third of the people who are transitioning are opted. And when I say here, I mean locally, the four surrounding right. counties. Yeah. We're not talking yeah. the whole state of Tennessee. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and when you look at the numbers of the soldiers who opt to stay here, of those that are staying here, 95 percent, this is not their home of record. So yeah. that, they right. didn't start yeah. their career here. You've got people who are who are looking around and going, oh, we like it. Let's yeah. stay here. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think it's because a lot of, like we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier, a lot of people are finding this. This is a great yeah. place to, to, you know, have a family, start building connections. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the, if you look at the actual population of those stand, even though our largest group of transition soldiers are those that are eighteen to twenty-four, as you, as mm-hmm. you would guess, the numerically the largest group that are staying here are in that twenty-five to thirty-four. So that's interesting too. Yeah. Because you would think that that there's nothing for them to do here at that age. I think some of your 18-year-olds might be saying that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, mm-hmm. but I think some of your yeah. 25-year-olds, your 28-year-olds, your 30-year-olds, they may have met somebody, got married. They're starting their lives, family, their families. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. they, they came here with their family. Their kids are doing well in school. Their spouse yeah. has found a job they like. They're like, huh, yeah. this is a good place to live. Yeah. I right. think what, what uh, Fort Campbell is definitely a blessing to our community, but... Um, 
our community is a blessing to Fort Campbell because when you take Southern Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, you know, we don't want to just single out Hopkinsville and Clarksville, but there's not just jobs out there. There are careers out there. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's really important because anybody can go get a job. You know, there are jobs out there. But if you look at the growth of, say, Middle Tennessee, there are really good careers out there. And I think when you leave Fort Campbell as a career, that's what you're looking for. You're not You're not looking to... To job hop, you're looking for a second career. You're looking for something else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And actually, uh, that's one of the ways that the transition program has has been changing over the last few years. So the program that exists today is much more robust than the program even, yeah. even just five years ago, mm-hmm. but definitely Correct. more robust than like 10 years ago. <clears throat> and one of those areas of of change is that focus on not just a job, but a, a career mm-hmm. because- some of the initial numbers, and I'm talking like 10 years ago or so, finding that there was a high rate of transition in soldiers who would very quickly change because a lot of times, you know, you're going from one situation to another. There's like, oh, I need a job. I've got a family, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, uh, without necessarily paying attention to, hey, you've got this transition period. You can do some research. You can talk to a number of employers. You can look at some opportunities. What's really going to make it worthwhile to get up what are you excited to go into that day Mm -hmm. and so that's really what we want to focus on now is exactly what you're saying not just a job but where do you have some long-term potential that's going to really work for you well I, i think just hearing you talking about the transition period 18 months two years i can't imagine without that it's just like you wake up one day and it's like all of a sudden it's it has changed you got to just figure it out i can't i imagine that that sets a lot. That old system would have set so many people up for failure. With enough lead time, especially if you have spent 20 plus years, yeah, it, it is nonetheless a, a change. And so yeah. we really, really appreciate the employers and their awareness here and their willingness to come in and, and connect mm-hmm. with soldiers ahead of time and have good conversations. So the I think the transition here is definitely not as traumatic or mm-hmm. uh, maybe not wrenching as it could be in some other situations. Right, right. And, you know, Fort Campbell, with the, with the hospital and the services that uh, transition soldiers need when they get out that they have access to, that's, that's another plus to stay in the area. Oh, absolutely. Because when when you look at the numbers of the the folks who stay here, um, not only is it that twenty five to thirty four, but also your your senior, your mm-hmm. retired soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people who have contact with the military know that when you talk about a retiring soldier, sometimes the word retiring is misleaded. They they might think something other than what yeah. retirement actually is. Yeah. But, you know, a, re- a retiring soldier can be as young as 38. But yeah. we're talking anywhere from 38 to 50, which, you know, in civilian terms, yeah. that's very much mid-career. They're really young at 50. Because they've got 20 years in. Yes, I'm right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 20 yeah. or 20. Or more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you've got you've got a set of people who are very much set up at that point for a whole second chapter, a yeah. whole second yeah. act yeah. at that point. Um, and especially with retirees, you've got a you've got a really good potential to 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 come up with a really exciting second act. Yeah. I have seen some I've seen some retirees come up with some great uh, post military plans mm-hmm. and uh, if I can throw out one example, oh, please. Like, like one of my favorite retirement stories is actually my dad's story. Okay. Because 
he landed in a job that he never, ever would have guessed at. He ended up being a registrar at a museum. Oh, interesting. But the way he got there was, so in the military, he had had a, a background in broadly speaking, security. So he had been hired as a consultant to set up the security, the physical security for a new museum Mm -hmm. that was being established. So he got in there, got that set up. He started looking around at some of the exhibits being developed. And he noticed that some of the, the information on some of the the weapons, because it was a it was a military history museum. Mm-hmm. He knows some of the information on some of the weapons was eh, maybe not quite as yeah. on point as it could be. Right. So he started talking with them, and that conversation led from him going not only from that from him being a security consultant to being their security chief to then becoming their registrar. He was so happy at the end. He was like, "I am getting paid to." play with guns and uh, other artifacts that's and awesome. do it research all day. That's his dream yeah. job. Yeah. But he never, he never expected to end up there. But that's, that's the potential mm-hmm. of transition yeah. for retirees, yeah. you know, because they've got their, they've got their retirement check, but they've got that whole set of time still yeah. to mm-hmm. come up with something really great. You know? That's a really cool story. That, that really is. So, so let's say, I'm going to open a business or I own a business and, and I hear this podcast or I hear something on the radio and, and it says, Hey, come, come get your soldiers, come hire soldiers. But I don't know anybody. I don't know, know your phone number. I don't even know how to contact you. What do I do? Okay. So the, the shortest version of that answer is to contact me. Okay. Um, can I give a phone number? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Absolutely. <laughs> you can do anything you okay, want. Okay, I, I, I may uh-huh. regret this, but mm-hmm. uh, so um, my phone number is 270-798-6410. If anybody contacts me, I can then make further introductions yep. on my team, um, which includes both our events on the soldier side and yep. on the spouse side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we absolutely love for employers to contact us, especially, especially new employers, Mm -hmm. um, because we're, we're constantly looking to be able to connect people to new companies, to new industries. Mm -hmm. Um, can they find you on social media or on, um, is on the Fort Campbell webpage? How can, if somebody's just out there clicking around, can they find you? No, absolutely. They can find us on the Fort Campbell webpage. Uh, so our tap office has uh, LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. Same thing with our yeah. spouse employment center. Yeah. But like I said, they they are welcome to to contact me yeah. directly, and I can just make those introductions at that point. And I think that's one thing we we didn't really touch on was the spouse employment center. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. So Fort Campbell has really made a commitment to the whole the whole concept of a transition employment services campus. And one of the biggest indications of that is our spouse employment center. So this is a, this is a space that any spouse, not just a spouse of transition and soldiers, but any military spouse is welcome to come in um, and get assistance wherever they are at the, in their career. Are they just starting out? Are they coming back after a gap? Are they looking mm-hmm. to, to make the next step to the next level? So we can, we can help somebody with a resume. We can help them do some, some job uh, searches. We yeah. can help connect them with employers. Uh, we can do mock interviews with them. We even have some remote workspace. So if somebody just needs a quiet, a quiet place to come yeah. in and do some work, we've got that as well. So... 
And there is a lot going on with you. Yeah, that's this is that's a very it's just a very interesting job in thinking about all the transitioning stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, welcome to Clarksville. You got your hands full. Uh, <laughs> well, like I said, I, I especially when I first got here, I was like, "Ooh, kid at a candy store." You yeah. Know? Well, it's kind of fun to come in and know that like you you get to really touch and help people move on to the next part of their life, and that's that's got to be rewarding. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about, I know, I know we're, we're about to close, but tell us about some events that you have coming up that the community should know about. Okay. So let me, let me highlight our two next largest events. On 27 April, we have the open air job fair. Now this is, this is uh, coordinated by the Spouse Employment Center. So the focus is really on local and regional businesses, but it's not just spouses. It's for soldiers. It's for veterans. Okay. In fact, any community member who can get in the gate is welcome to attend any of these events. So that's going to be 27 April. Uh, we are targeting 50 to 60 employers to that. Mm -hmm. So if employers are interested, they can contact us. Community members that want to put it on their calendar, please do so. We are going to be right there on the TAP campus Mm -hmm. uh, at Screaming Eagle Boulevard. Then the next largest event after that is June 14 to 15. This is the Fort Campbell Summer Job Fair. Okay. So day one is usually international and national employers. Day two, local, regional. But, you know, we have a little crossover. And again, uh, so that's being... being coordinated by our TAP Center, but it is open to spouses, it is open to veterans, it is open to any community member who can come into the gate and would just like to talk to these employers. And of course, we'll put that information out as we get closer to both events. We'll, of course, publish, hey, these are the employers who are coming. If you want to do some research ahead of time, if you want to do any prep ahead of time, in fact, for for uh, folks who have access to our services, we always make sure to bundle not only the events, but also some resume classes, yeah. some mm-hmm. resume reviews, some interview practice ahead of time. That's awesome. That is awesome. But uh, what I'd also like employers to know is, so not only the big events, but every Wednesday and Thursday, we have employers at our okay. center. That's good yeah. to know, yeah. So it, now these are more more like networking opportunities. Mm-hmm. So it may be that you come in and you just so happen to meet somebody who is ready to be hired the next week. But anytime you're in our building, you're going to meet soldiers who are anywhere from a year out to 30 days out. So this is an opportunity to hit, uh, talk with the soldiers throughout their transition. And especially if you connect with them early on before they've made yeah. You know, you right. might you might influence, you know, do I want to stay, do I want to go? You might you, you might influence whether they stay in this community or not. Exactly. Yep, that's mm-hmm. right. Well, thank you for joining us today. It's been fun meeting you. I I can't tell you how delighted I am to talk with you. Like I said, especially since, I, since I've been listening to your conversations for several Well, you are months. welcome back anytime because you're a delight to talk to. Well, thank that's you. That's right. I appreciate uh-huh. it. <laughs> Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.